0: What's going on everybody? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. Did you see I'm a ghost your host. Just
1: now? What happened there?
0: What? You took like a beat. <laughs> oh, I never know when the proper time to come in because I don't, <laughs> I like to sit on the intro, but I also don't like dead air. So anyway, thank you everybody for listening. I'm your host, Brennan If Joined as always, you already heard him, the beanie boy himself, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's going on, man?
1: What's going on, man? Just finished watching...
0: The Super Bowl. Yeah. So quick rundown of the show. If you're new to the show, we're going to get into some of the major, major topics in all of uh, the major sports happening this week. It's going to be the NFL, the NBA and the NHL. we will get into quick hits where Joe and I will go back and forth about some tertiary sports and some other issues we want to kind of have a discussion over. Normally, we do a walk off, which is a short essay portion, but because of the traveling and because of the big game. We're not going to we're going to skip that this week and go right into the press conference where we peddle our wares. But as Joe already alluded to, biggest game of the year. Joe, kick it off. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Let's do it. So we're talking about the big game. I don't That's think we're allowed to game. say the Super Bowl. Are we not? Remember, we did this last year.
1: Oh, you're right. Well, I don't Whatever. think we're getting paid by anybody, so.
0: Yeah, that's true. We are doing it for free. So oh, the retelling of this broadcast will be brought to you. No. We're talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, it was in Los Angeles, even though the Cincinnati Bengals were declared the home team. We're talking about Cincinnati Bengals from the AFC versus the Los Angeles Rams of the NFC SoFi Stadium. Rams win it and came down to a nail biter. Actually ended yeah. up being a much better game than I thought it would be. Same. Yeah. Um, Joe, what did you do? You, how do you want to do this? You want to go, through, go first I half some-
1: halftime, second half. And then okay. we'll talk about other topics.
0: Uh, okay. Throughout. So uh, the Rams went 2320 the first half. What did you take away the first half for most of the first half? I was like, yeah, the
1: Rams are obviously the superior team. Yeah, uh, they got what I think. And then by halftime right before halftime, it was 13 three. And I was like, yeah, this is shaping out to be. The game I called um, and I then, we, yeah, we
0: both had the the Rams winning by at least two scores.
1: Yeah. And that obviously didn't have come to fruition. Um, it, it was funny while watching the game, you started, I started realizing um, you, they tell you to play fast and loose. Like, don't think about it everybody's tense as all hell. People are making uncharacteristic mistakes. Some people like uh, Jalen got hit on that bomb by chase and chase just got by him. Jalen just, he he was watching the ball a little too long and he just got beat. So, but the defense was able to stop them and only give them a field goal. So I, I, I was like the way the Rams had moved up and down with their two touchdowns, um, they were, they looked good when they were throwing the ball. But my only issue with them in the first half, I was like, stop running the ball on first down every time. Like they're, te- yeah. they're telegraphing that and they're just stopping you. You're not getting anything on those on first down runs.
0: Yeah. It was, um, so like you said, it was 13 3 going into halftime. I, when, uh, the, so I thought, like most people, that the Rams just on paper looked like they overmatched the Bengals. We've been talking all year about the Bengals to, de- you know, their offensive line isn't very good. And then the Rams obviously have the most formidable defensive line in the entire NFL. So I was like, Oh, that's going to be a problem. And then the Bengals secondary isn't monstrous by any means. No. I mean, big Lou's done a great job with that defense with, especially against Kansas city with that whole rush three drop eight kind of thing, the bracketing coverage and stuff. And in the the very, what was it? The second play. So they try to run, didn't get it, the Rams didn't get anywhere. And then Trey Hendrickson gets a sack, like the yeah. second play or third play of the yeah. game. And I was like, I was like, oh wow, maybe, maybe <laughs> we were wrong. Maybe like I don't know. Maybe I was wrong about this whole thing. And then exactly what we thought was going to happen happened in the first half. Cooper Cup's getting like bracketed. He's getting doubled. And OBJ had a tremendous first started half. Eating. Yeah, just was open, was wide open because the secondary, the Bengals, especially number their number two and three corners, can't hang yeah. with Odell Beckham. And he was playing really well. And I thought before he got hurt and went out for the game, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is... I felt like uh, that scene in uh, D2, like, eh, this is <laughs> over, baby. <laughs> Call this game now. We can all get home in time to see Melrose. Like, this is done. Yeah. And then the table's turn fortune yeah. favors the bold and OBJ goes down <laughs> all of a sudden it doesn't look as close or it doesn't look as lopsided as, as we thought.
1: Yeah. And you, you see, you put a message out there. You said was OBJ because the, the, after that, the offense looked stagnant immediately looked, on that drive, looks Stafford threw a, a horrific interception. Yep. Um, which we and, knew
0: was coming, by the way. We talked about that. We, oh, yeah. we knew he was good for one, if not two. Oh, yeah. The second one wasn't his fault, but... <laughs> yeah, the second um, one wasn't his fault whatsoever. Spokane but, or uh, whatever his name is. It tipped Skr- it up in the air.
1: Skr-na-bar, I don't know his name. Skirnabar. Um, but um, the, the reason Odell and any like top tier two or one, two interchangeable is uh, vital for that is because once you know Cooper Cup is the only guy on the field you can lock in and then you have to throw it to a Skirborough, and you don't yeah. even have your number
0: one tight Hopkins, end. The out third there. string tight end was yeah, out there like, and like trying to make plays. And we it, saw it on the other side with T Higgins. T. Higgins was making big plays. Yeah. Because they were bra- they were doubling they're covering chase. Case.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it just it, it it limits and those guys aren't able to make the same plays that a Odell or a Robert Woods because that was the, the 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 saving grace for Odell going there. Robert Woods ended up getting hurt in a practice before they even got to play as a trio. So then yeah. Odell immediately became the two. So they didn't really, they missed a bit of a beat because they had to get him up to speed, but they didn't miss, miss much. Obviously, they got to the Super Bowl. But um, Odell, it's not like he was this great cog in the machine, but he was a great, it's not that he's his talent was like superior in everybody. I think his talent from where he was in uh New York has come down to more of a, a above average receiver, but they needed somebody to be the safety valve and not just the running backs because that wasn't Yeah, for they, them.
0: they that wasn't happening. Um a couple of things I wanted to bring up about the OBJ thing is he I don't know if Bad it pass was, by but, the
1: way. Bad pass.
0: Oh yeah. But I mean, he just hyperextended his knee. Like he just, he just stepped on He was reaching Uh, back.
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: But I don't know if it was the media's interpretation of what was happening or my interpretation of how the media was portraying him both in New York and in Cleveland. But my predisposition, especially for that position is, oh, these are diva wide receivers. They don't get the ball enough. They huff and puff and want to blow the whole house down. And after watching... The game today and after seeing what happened to Odell, like the emotion that he had when he got hurt and realized that he was playing so well and he could have turned the tide of this entire game to where they wouldn't even had to worry about it being a close game. Mm. Then he gets hurt and goes out and just the emotion that he showed, it it really opened up my eyes to like, oh, no, he's not like he got a really bad rap but he had a bad rap like he doesn't oh, care he, about he for the sure team he doesn't rap. care about the quarterback he just but wants the ball he's now, a
1: diva I forgot who I was listening to I was listening to somebody probably a couple different outlets and it was players who were talking about it. I think one of them was like Dominic Foxworth probably Ryan Clark and somebody they always said now everybody talks about the media always talks about how he's you know this large in life personality blah, blah 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 but in both instances in New York and in Cleveland, if you talk to his teammates—not named Baker Mayfield—if you talk to his teammates, they always say hardest working guy there, first in, yeah. last guy to leave. I love him. I'd go to bat for him. All his former teammates love the guy. He never had problems with coaches outside no, of never Tom had Coughlin. Any off the
0: field issues, and yeah. that's
1: Tom Coughlin.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tom Coughlin so, has problems with everyone. Tom Coughlin was in Jacksonville. He, I remember, fired. My uncle told me the story like, fired a coach or sent suspended a coach for wearing sunglasses out to practice in Jacksonville, Florida.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. Um, and this was, and that was Coughlin at his end. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, OBJ. I mean, I personally didn't like him when he was a giant because he was a giant and I'm an Eagle fan. So, but I wanted him on my team because you see that guy's work ethic, he never appears to be taking a playoff taking time off and when he's upset more times than not he's rightfully upset he's probably open and you didn't look at him baker yeah Mayfield. and that's
0: that's the thing i wanted to, to <laughs> just reiterate was the fact that i guess it was my the the kind of my like i said my interpretation of what the media was kind of feeding me you know all the podcasts i listen to and all the stuff that i watch on espn and everything where i was just like oh like, fuck this guy. And then watching it today, I was like, wait, he's never had an off-the-field issue. He's never had, like, a bad interaction. Like His a, worst like a,
1: interaction was getting the fight with the kicking machine or the kicking yeah. net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, like, yeah. the when worst he's, thing he's actually ever done. That yeah, and, and, and then
0: so, him and Josh Norman had their little beef. Yeah, but, I mean, that was just like a, yeah, that was a player's thing. But yeah. it, it really made me realize, you know, the whole just that whole instance made me realize like oh maybe the media sometimes distorts things <laughs> to get clicks and to get views and maybe this guy isn't as bad as everyone said cuz he you could see that he cared a lot and yep. when he got hurt and went out he was devastated and like, that made me feel like there was a him.
1: moment where now nah, at the end of the game he's crying or whatever but there was a moment where like I think they're on the final drive or the second to last drive they had and they're, their, their offense is looking inept as all hell. And he's like pacing the sideline yeah. and you can see him getting emotional. Cause he's like, fuck, I should be in there. And it's like, yeah, I know he cares this, yeah. about this a lot.
0: Well, um, so going into halftime, uh, we saw cause OBJ got hurt right before the half, I believe. And we yeah. saw the, The Rams defense or excuse me, Rams offense just kind of stopped. Yeah. And it was like, uh oh, (laughs) yeah, this is going to be a problem. Then we get into halftime. Greatest halftime show I've seen. Let's not forget. I loved it.
1: Mixing through a touchdown to T.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I tweeted this during the game, but I this was the this was the thing. So the Rams offense was kind of steamrolling the Bengals defense at times. And I was like, oh, this is just going to be big play after big play. OBJ Cooper Cup. Here we go. And then when Mixon, they ran the, um, basically they made it look like a sweep and then Mixon threw a touchdown to T. Higgins and everyone on the Rams offense played up. When Mixon got the ball, they kind of like played run. And then, huh?
1: Rams defense. You said Rams offense.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. Rams defense. They all played the run and then Mixon threw it over his head. And I immediately, I don't, I sent it to the Discord, but I also tweeted it where I said, if you're running trick plays in the first half, there's an issue. Like you think that there's going to be an issue.
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I I sent a message to my group chat and I was like, "Look, this is the time to be creative. This is the time to pull out all the Oh, You shops. went the other way with it. Yeah, I was like, "Look, if you know this is a tough front four to deal with, and Joe Burrow's not going to have all the time in the world to sit in the pocket and throw a strike or something, yeah, mix it up a little bit." Especially in the red zone where the field gets so narrow, that that's a great time to call that play because obviously it worked. They tricked everybody because they had yeah. been running the ball consistently, so they were like, "Yeah, obviously they're going to run it here," and boop, right over the safety, right center.
0: over their head. <laughs> we get to halftime. Uh, great halftime show. What great did you think?
1: Halftime show. Um, I, I loved it. I love the set design. I think we're going to see a lot more of these set designs and not just yeah, a that more was like cool. stage situation. Um, I think. Uh, Bruno Mars kind of helped usher that in. I think Maroon 5 had some of that, not as grandiose. This one was really cool because obviously it was like a tribute to LA, like the housing structure and like the corner store structure and all that. Um, everybody delivered. i I not and there was not a missed beat in there. Mary J killed it. Um, 50 I'd, Cent Cameo? 50 Cent Cameo. He redid uh, the In The Club video. He's not Fifty cent anymore, as people alluded to in the Discord. Dollar twenty five. Um, but uh, I, I thought it was well done. I thought it was really, really well done. And yeah, Eminem closed it out. What I thought that was going to be the song. Well, no, he didn't close it out because they they did um Dre and Snoop did Dre a song. And Snoop closed it out. Yeah. Yeah, but. I knew Lose Yourself was going to be the Eminem song that played. I was so I, was I, I I had a feeling it
0: would be too as you know I'm the a huge Eminem fan and so I yeah. I, I figured that would be the song. Yeah, it's the but endemic
1: a, like that's the one right there. Yeah,
0: but I there is a part of me that was like, oh, they should do he should do his verse from the 2001 album with Dre um, where he talks I, about murdering the girl in the hot tub and stuff thought, and then I was like, ah, oh, they probably uh, can't clear that.
1: When Kendrick was doing the yeah, me out, forgot about Dre, and it was, I yeah. was like, Oh, they're gonna flip that into Forgot About Dre, and then M comes out. I was like, Are they gonna do the song? Because that's like one of my favorite songs, but yeah. it was just like the teaser.
0: Um, yeah, I, I honestly thought they were gonna do that one, or because in that 2001 album, uh, Dre does four or five songs with Eminem, yeah, with and him. he does he does like two or three with Snoop. So I was like, oh, maybe they'll do a mashup of a couple of different mm. ones. And then they, dang, he did lose yourself, which everyone saw <laughs> coming. And I, I mean, I love Eminem. So I was really interested because there had been rumors online and stuff about how Eminem and Dre weren't getting along anymore. And they, I didn't, they weren't that I don't know where you
1: saw these rumors. Like this I, was,
0: this was a few years ago. Um, when they had the whole, when they had a, I think it was a falling out um, after proof died about, the direction with D 12 and all this kind of stuff. Oh, and I don't know. so they, I got, this must've been 10 years ago now. And then, uh, and then I looked online cause I couldn't, I didn't yeah, they cut like away. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see him hug or anything and they cut away. And then Eminem is so like secluded yeah. in his house in Detroit. Like he never goes to anything with Dre. So I was like, are they still friends? So I looked it up and apparently I, yeah, they've been I, friends. They they've had their low points, but they've been best friends for like twenty yeah, years. Yeah, they've
1: been great. I've never really known of a dip or anything. But um, well, it's funny because right after I talked is, about that,
0: I I just real quick I went outside to smoke a cigarette, and I don't know if it's because my phone heard me or whatever, but I put on my Pandora station just to listen to some Eminem. And a recent song came out with Dre and Eminem on it. And of course, they just did the Relapse album, which I completely forgot about yeah, like two years like, ago. Yeah, I was like, he's working oh. every
1: project. Yeah, I was like, I'm like an idiot. Skylar anyway, Grey songs gonna, and everything. Yeah. I mean, like He was a pro. What old. were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say a huge shout out to Addison Pack on the drums. Uh, I know he's a big uh, artist that Dre likes to work with. And for him to be on that stage was pretty dope.
0: Oh, that was him. Okay, yeah, I yeah, saw. Yeah. I didn't know Dre played the piano when he. I didn't know that either. <laughs> when he got up to the piano, and then you could hear a piano over the speaker going, and I was like, "Oh, he fucked up. He didn't sit down fast enough for the like the yeah. lip syncing with the piano." But then you hear the piano on the speaker, but then you hear his piano in yeah. the, like in the foreground. round, and I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker can play the piano. Of course yeah, he can.
1: Obviously. I mean, one of the Love greatest the hot time show." But yeah, really, really great halftime show. All right, back to the game.
0: Yeah, so we get to the second half, and this is where the tables turn. So the Bengals get the ball to start the second half. They go down and score on a horrific no call. I was about to say controversial play off the, out the gate. <laughs> There's no controversy. It was a bad. It was, well, like, it was you, controversy there's no controversy that it wasn't called. Oh, yeah. But I was saying there's no debate. Like, there's no going back and forth. Jalen Ramsey wasn't beat. Jalen Ramsey was cheated. I don't know if Jalen Ramsey got yoked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if people know this, but your head is probably one of the heaviest, just individual points on your body. They used to tell yeah. us this in football. Like a leverage thing, too. Yeah. So like if someone like if you're getting bull rushed by a defensive end or a a D tackle, they used to tell us on the offensive line, grab the bottom of their face mask and pull it towards the ground and they'll fall forward. Mm -hmm. Like they used to teach us that as like a dirty trick. So like I don't think he was overselling it. Like he got his face mask ripped (laughs) and his head obviously goes down towards the ground. So his body follows and he hits the ground and he gets up and he doesn't. It was T Higgins, right? He doesn't chase him because he's like. It's like, okay, penalty. there's a flag like some, yeah, obviously, obviously, there's a flag. <laughs> so that was so I saw this interesting stat they put up. The 46 yard burn uh from Chase earlier in the game was the longest play from scrimmage that Jalen Ramsey had been beaten on all year. And that wasn't mm-hmm. even a touchdown. Yeah. Only to get surpassed <laughs> by the 70 yard play. <laughs> but, when dude. you got cheated. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, so they score and then the very next play, uh, Matthew Stafford throws the interception. That was the errant one where you're like, What yeah. the fuck is happening? Yeah. And I thought OBJ. Right I
1: was like, oh, the game's over.
0: <sighs> yeah. It's so weird how that happened. We're only in the second half, and that's happened twice now. Or three mm-hmm. times. This would be the third time where I was like, Oh, this game's over. Yeah. And then um they the Rams defense holds them. They hold them to three.
1: Yeah. And, and that was that was pretty much it. For Cincinnati, Cincinnati had to do more um, because it was a, it was a one score game. Now, yep. the funny thing in all of it was uh, Matt Gay, not Matt Gay, uh, whoever the Hecker yeah, drops the, yeah. the Hecker, oh, Hecker. drops the snap, and one point is a deciding factor now because three points can get you a tie, but now it's four points. You have to score a touchdown. So yeah, you have to the rest forward. of the second half is just. This is probably, I don't know if it was one of my favorite parts of the game, but it just became a defensive chess match. Both teams couldn't move the ball whatsoever on the opposite team after that last interception. And well, that was the
0: thing was they kicked the field goal and that was the last time that they're going to score. Yeah. So
1: it, at that point is when everything we said came to fruition, but also everything I had been teasing all year had came to fruition where it was, yeah, so the Bengals offensive line can't block anybody. And yeah. Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller are gonna start getting to Joe Burrow. And they did I, seven sacks in the game total. Yeah. Um well, that at first the same sack was time. Weird. Yeah. But Aaron at Donald the same time him out of bounds. I kept saying, look, Matt Stafford, he's not he's not transcendent. He's good as good as the people around him. And yeah. And and I think Sean McVay started getting a little butt tight. That, this is where I started noticing the tension because the offense got less creative at this point. It got way more predictable and they weren't looking for cup at all. They, didn't, they weren't yeah. trying to get him in that space. They didn't try quarter, to create anything yeah. to get him
0: the ball until the final. I mean, we could just fast forward through everything to the final drive at this point. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up. So we get to the final drive um, Rams, like you said, down by four because they missed that extra point. Um, and now it becomes this whole thing where, and the bri- on the broadcast, Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels kept talking hear, about oh, it. Oh, that that's like, a fun fact. Couldn't hear the broadcast the entire second half.
1: I forgot my aux cord to connect to my oh, headphones really? to the thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I bought regular headphones only for plane trips.
1: See, I have cord. But I just forgot it. Like when I was leaving, I was like, am I forgetting anything? And as I was driving to the airport, I was like, fuck, I forgot my headphones for the airplane. Yeah, because you can't use use
0: Bluetooth. You have to plug them in.
1: Exactly. Only for the game. I needed it.
0: (laughs) Uh Well, so you don't know this, but Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth kept saying uh, they have to get Cup involved, whether he's double covered, triple covered. And then in that final drive, Matthew Stafford clearly was like, fuck, all of this. Like if I throw the pick, I'll throw the pick. It
1: took until they didn't get him the ball until it's fourth and one. And I was like, you're going to end this game and not get him the ball whatsoever. He goes in motion on a jet sweep sweep. basically. And he gets that first down. And from then on four catches, 39 yards on that final drive ends it with a touchdown.
0: And it's like, yeah, get it to your star players guys. But the thing that, the thing that really, stuck out to me was you could tell why Stafford wasn't throwing him the ball before, because by the time he started throwing him the ball in that final drive in the fourth quarter, he had to, he had no other option because they were going to lose the game. But the first throw that he caught, he was quadruple covered. Literally. (laughs) There was a guy underneath in the zone, Logan Wilson, the linebacker was coming over, like running, like running into cup, Coming from underneath. And then there was the safety and the corner. Like all of them converged on him as he caught the ball. And I was like, oh, no wonder Matthew's not throwing it to him. This is a fucking, this is one of those terrible interceptions waiting to happen. But so two things. One, they started
1: moving him around. Instead of having him as the X or the Z, they started to put him in the slot. So where the coverage would be different. But also, this is where the greatest attribute that Matthew Stafford. This is what you got him for. And this yep. is why you get rid of Jared Goff. Jared Goff, super conservative. Jared Goff would have never thrown it to cup with four people on him. Matthew Stafford got that fucking gene, man. Yeah, he, he, he he's does gonna, not he's give a shit. Lie, he's like, fuck, shit is down. I, we need, all right, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to throw it, guys. Yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> like, Here we you go. Know what? Screw it. Let's do it. I'm going to lose with my best guy. I have to lose with my
0: best guys. The next play, or it was a couple plays later, he was like double covered. And then that whole deb- so I want to talk to you about this. The whole thing yeah. that happened in the red zone. What the fuck was that?
1: So I so they feel like Logan one Wilson them, for holding. One of them was egregious. And I think that was. The, the Logan holding. Wilson one was
0: good coverage. That was not holding.
1: Yeah. Okay, so two of them. That one you can. There's a little bit there. The second one. The second one I felt like wasn't even necessary to call because it was on a first down at that point. Like I don't see why they even called that one. Um, well, so
0: yeah, it was it was what was it? It was fourth and fourth and short. It was
1: third and goal. Third and, and the goal. Wilson one.
0: Yeah, and third then Wilson. Goal I thought it was great coverage. He did have a little bit of his jersey, but it wasn't like the receiver had stopped enough, and settled and in the zone. So it's not like he was that, still running. Yeah, they and didn't call game. And the ball was kind of behind
1: game. him too. Yeah, so he was going to have turn back past too. the ball. <laughs> yeah, so
0: it, it was kind of odd to call that there. But that kind of set the whole thing up to where that, when they made that call, not even the OBJ one. I mean, the OBJ one was obviously egregious, but when they made that call in that moment, I was like, that's going to be the mean, thing that everyone talks about.
1: You mean the OBJ one? You mean or, the I'm sorry, Ramsey the Jalen
0: Ramsey one. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. But um, when they made that call in that moment, I was like, oh, that's the one everyone's going to talk about because it seems like a no call. They're not calling shit all game. And then you're going to call it on that. You're going to give them first and goal at like the four or the three. But they call it
1: holding. I was like, okay, they didn't call pass interference. They called holding. Like, All right, let's see how this continues to play out. Then like the next play, they call another one. And it's like, okay, I mean, I can give you that. There was some tugging there. And then Cup gets hit in the head, and it's like, oh, yeah, boy. that
0: one was. So yeah. then on that one, Cup catches the ball. They call touchdown. He gets smashed in the face. Um, but then so close the to offense... being a touchdown, actually. <laughs> yeah, and then the offensive line. What was it? The offensive lineman the, uh, they called. Was it
1: the offensive? Li- oh, I thought it was Stafford. Stafford immediately ran around and got in somebody's face again. I no, had no, no, no audio, so I, I think can't it was tell.
0: because yeah, it was the offensive <laughs> lineman like punched some punch someone in the face or something like that or like push Mm -hmm. someone i don't i remember oh sorry to go back to the first half vernon hargrave just
1: continuing to be the florida Gator product that he was always destined to be he's not activated for the game but he gets a taunting ability because he runs onto the field yeah you can't be a
0: you can't be a non-active player and get touch the field what
2: are you doing
0: uh, so that was another interesting thing. Uh, the first three penalties. Other than the Logan Wilson one, I think it was like three penalties on the Bengals that were all unsportsmanlike conduct. No. Or
1: Oh, yeah. Because there was uh, also the one where I think the offensive lineman hit little with yeah, the was
0: face mask. Uh, no, he punched Floyd in the face mask. Floyd. Yeah, he punched Floyd yeah. in the face mask. So they punched Floyd in the face mask. <laughs> there was Vernon Hargraves. And then there was the corner. Was it it was it a What zoo? What is it? No, it was Eli Apple. Oh. It was Eli Apple uh, for the hit on Cup when he made the touchdown catch. Oh, those were yeah. all unsportsmanlike conducts. Yeah. And those those were the three biggest. I mean, other than, like I said, other than the Wilson holding, those were the three biggest penalties of the game.
1: Yeah. And
0: then uh, then fast forward, Matthew Stafford finally gets it back to Cup. Cup scores. And then you think, okay, there's still th- Timeouts. Like a m- they still have three timeouts. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's over a minute left. The Bengals get the ball back, and they actually start to put a drive together where it yep. goes under a minute. And then I'm like, all right, you got to call yourself. Like Jalen got no,
1: burnt. Yeah, so there's two times Jalen got burnt, and then one time he got yoked. So yeah. he got burnt on that one.
0: Yeah, um, and then oh yeah yeah, and then I'm like, all right, I understand saving your timeouts, but now it's under a minute. Like now you got to call timeouts.
1: Yeah. And all and you got to do is get in
0: the field goal range. That's you it, because you have the best kicker up. in the yeah. NFL. Um, Hasn't did never
1: missed in the playoff this year. It
0: was it was like something out of, like everyone was saying, oh, it's L.A., it's something out of a movie, but it comes down to fourth and one. Burrow lines up and spread, I think it was, or maybe he had one back in the shotgun. I think I he had remember. one. I think he had him back there, but he was in shotgun. Hikes the ball. Oh, and hold on, before that.
1: The play right before that, where Aaron Donald grabs Mixon, who is moving forward, oh. stops. No, it wasn't Mixon. All of it wasn't his his Mixon. Momentum. It was
0: the other. It was the other oh, running yeah, back. It, was it P Ryan? It wasn't P Ryan. Yeah, it was P Ryan. It was P Ryan. Okay, yeah. P Ryan's twenty-five. Yeah, because they kept saying they kept saying Mixon's what do you think twenty-eight. 34, they kept saying then? why am I P. thinking P. Ryan, of thirty-four?
1: Was that Giovanni Bernard thirty-four back then?
0: Anyway. Yeah, he might have been. He yeah, literally
1: stop Aaron Donald stops all of p ryan's momentum as he's he getting blocked him he
0: reaches out with one arm <laughs> and pulls a grown man with one arm backwards yanks him back saving the first down to get it to third down and then go ahead yeah so that it was on third down that gets it to fourth and one they line up in the shotgun and as they're doing this you didn't know because you didn't have audio but collinsworth Literally says, as they're in the huddle, he goes, I don't know if you can trust your run game after something like that. You're just going to have to trust Joe Burrow. And as he's saying that, they come out and shotgun. And it's like, oh, obviously they don't trust the run game at all. <laughs> and then Burrow hikes the ball and Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller and- Men possessed. Le- yeah. Jace come. <laughs> Leonard Floyd comes screaming into the backfield. Aaron Donald's the one that gets there, wraps up Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow flicks it. Yeah. Like a Aaron Rodgers style, Patrick Mahomes, like shovel but, uh, pass. More like Jimmy Garoppolo two weeks ago type of shovel pass. Almost the running back almost catches it. That's yeah. the thing. Oh, okay. He, he turns around and like, it's like, yeah. it's going it on. Like, he's clearly not going to catch it. But it's like, oh my God, like you're an elite athlete. Like yeah. had you had a split second more time to see what was happening, you could have caught that ball. Yeah. And it yeah. falls to the ground. Thirty eight seconds left, and it's just like they're not yeah. even going to take their last timeout. Like that, this That game was the funny over. thing.
1: I was like, Are they going to take the timeout? Because like you know, you got no shot at this anymore. Like yeah, I'm glad they t- did not because like, that's like, one of those things where it's like was, my thing yeah. was Zach Taylor and Sean McVay worked together. So I was like, He's not going to take the timeout.
0: Yeah, he's not going to uh, antagonize. <laughs> yeah, so the, that's how the game ended. I'm happy. I was on the Rams all year. They had <laughs> to win. That's even the shitty you thing.
1: Tampa Bay above them. And I gave I the Rams the number two spot.
0: So but that's that's, the, that that's the shitty. Who'd you have in the one spot? That's the shitty thing about. You um, had them too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, oh, I had them in that tier. Uh, <laughs> that's the. Uh, but that's the shitty thing about what the Rams have done the last couple of seasons is the expectation is Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. So like the Bengals. I, had ever, the, I wrote the title down right when the clock hit zero. The title of the episode is best team money could buy.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it was (laughs) But that's That's a shitty situation to be in Where everyone expects And you see it all the time with everything When when someone who's a really good artist puts out like an album Or like a a comic puts out a special Everyone's like, oh, they're the best On paper, it's the best, so this should be the best And then if it's not the best everyone's like oh that's garbage and it's yeah. like well wait a second <laughs> i I'm didn't glad tell you to have all these expectations yeah, i just right? tried to put myself in the best position possible i'm glad for a couple of reasons i don't know if you want to get to this i'm glad from what you stated uh hold on, on the hold show
1: on, hold on, hold on. But, but i will say this to your point you just made i think also that's why we saw such consternation and tension from them for like that most of the entire second half after the uh, T Higgins touchdown and the field goal, the pressure I felt like was getting to the offense. It was getting to Stafford. It was getting to McVeigh. Hey, you're supposed to be this genius and one of your underlings might beat you.
0: How are you going to deal with that? Three scores. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Like, how are you going to deal with that? So it's like, I think that was why they started getting very conservative and not taking that many chances and then But we I f- mean we
0: saw what happened with the Atlanta Falcons when they thought they had the win and they got conservative exactly. like you can't you got to you got to dance with the the girl you brought man you got to keep doing what you do. Yeah. Um So ahead. a couple of things that I wanted to take away from this was uh something you've said on this program before about Cincinnati and the fact that it would not it's better for Joe Burrow's growth as a as a young player to lose this game, I think yeah. I think you're right about that. I think if he would have gotten this Super Bowl, this would have created some sort of monster, um, and I don't mean in like a it good wouldn't way, be but
1: like as cute as it is now.
0: Yeah, but like look at the Patrick Holmes situation. You know, he comes in, he wins the Super Bowl. They go to four FC championship games, and now every time he loses, even if he loses in the Super Bowl, it's considered yeah. a disappointing season, which yeah. is expectation. Uh, like we were just talking about, those are expectations that are. Unreal, insurmountable yeah. on a young a, quarterback. Not everybody's Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's one of those things where I'm glad that that happened uh, to Burrow, but this is a question I wanted to pose to you because you had mm-hmm. said jokingly in the Discord, you're like, Joe Burrow's a god. So I wanted to ask you, <laughs> Joe Burrow, do you no. take, uh, no. all the quarterbacks no. that are 25 years no. old, do you take Joe no. Burrow over no. all of them? No. Or younger?
1: No, because... What Joe Burrow has Man, I want to ask
0: you about Lamar Jackson.
1: Now, what Joe Burrow has, I don't know if that could be what he has with this team. I don't know if that could be recreated with everybody else because he is obviously the, team, yeah. the guy that they all rally around. They love him. Yeah, they golf, He's an Ohio kid. He loves the franchise. He wants to be there. He he has this like he's gonna win mentality that you know you're either born with it or you're Not, um, yeah, the, Gardner a lot of the players of the have like confidence in what'd you say?
0: The Gardner Minches of the world. Oh
1: my god, uh, too bad he can't execute on it.
0: Um, better record than Kyle Murray's rookie year. He we'll get to that. have
1: All the physical tools, like he doesn't have the strongest arm or yeah. he's not the fastest guy, but he can make the play at the right moment. Kind of like uh, people have been kind of saying this or making the comparison, but kind of like early early Brady like before yeah. Brady became God level Brady with uh, when he got Randy Moss but kind of makes the right plays at the right times. but Joe Burrow has a, a running component and when I said that was I want to say it was the fourth and one shotgun and he, and he ran, ran it, it in yeah. he ran and got the like three four yards I was like look that's great pocket that's what we were clamoring for Patrick Mahomes to do all last week that he, yep. or two weeks ago like take that run that they're giving you did that um, perfect slide
0: popped right up? Tossed yeah. the ball to the ref.
1: Um, but I think I think like Lamar's has way more physical tools. Uh, I just wanted to ask because you,
0: you had said that, and I was like, Lamar's your guy. Lamar's only twenty yeah. five. Like you cannot turn your back on Lamar. No. And look, Lamar, <laughs> him and Lamar are the
1: same age, and Lamar's been in the league for what, four years now, three four years now. Yeah,
0: he's so. got two years on Burrow. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right, that answers that question. I think question.
1: Burrow, I'm rooting for all of them. I'm rooting for all of them. That's all I'm And saying. it's
0: interesting because an, another reason why I'm glad, I was talking to my dad about this. He's an Ohio kid, spent most of his, obviously, his entire childhood there. Um, and I asked, I was talking to him about it because he's very aware of like the Brown situation, the owners of yeah. Mike Brown now, but his father, Paul Brown, and that whole situation where they started the Browns and then the Browns booted him out. And so he went and was like, screw you, I'll just start, I'll start another team in Cincinnati. Um, but the thing and this might sound petty or unrealistic or whatever, but I'm kind of glad that the the Bengals lost because the lack of resources that they put mm-hmm. into that team, I don't think you should win. Just because you got lucky with the picks, yeah. Like I think I believe in team building. I do believe in that. For just like you shouldn't be reward exactly. Like I don't think you should overspend like the Rams. But I like. No, I think you should overspend like the Rams. I love what San Francisco does. San Francisco gets guys in the draft. They groom those guys, and then when those guys are contracts up, they pay those guys so they stay. I think
1: you should overspend like the Rams because because. No, 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 no. no! Like, get, follow me. Follow me. What we just heard with um, what's going on in Miami, what Cleveland was doing, like not even trying to win, like trying to have the cheapest contract and just hope we hit on the draft like the Bengals just did. No, yeah. I want my team to want to win and not no, just no, no. wait around
0: for it. I'm that I, We're saying the same. We're doing the thing we always do. We're saying the same <laughs> thing. What I'm saying, though, is like when team, like I don't like If you go out and try and just sign the best free agents, first of all, you're going to be in cap hell, which we're going to see with the Rams in two years. We're, we're going to but see with the Saints matter. next year. It doesn't matter. But we'll get to it that later if you win. as well. It doesn't matter because you got what you wanted. But But the thing I'm saying is a blend of the two. So you spend on scouting, you you draft these guys, and the guys that hit, you keep them, you pay them to stay, and then you go yeah. out and grab a couple free agents here and there, like what almost every other team in the NFL does. Well, I like that. Rams kind of have done that, Brennan. Now, I
1: now, mean, other, now we I know mean, them Donald, for yeah. the big market guys they brought in, but you got
0: Aaron Donald, you got uh, Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup wasn't drafted I was by them, saying, was he? Cooper Cup was drafted by them. Okay, I didn't, I wasn't sure. Where I know was a third he before? Guy, but I wasn't. <laughs> we never heard his up. name
1: until he popped up here. Even if he wasn't drafted, they got him low. They got him. I've known about him for three, four years now.
0: Yeah, all well, yeah, all because of the Rams.
1: Exactly. So they they have done that, but they've spent where they've needed to spend. They weren't not willing to spend. It's like the Eagles, when the Eagles made their run, the Eagles had uh, I think Legarry yeah, was. Drafted. Yeah, he was drafted. I just checked too. They had LeGarrette Blunt, but they needed another type of back. So they went and got Jay Ajayi. They brought in that necessary other piece. They went and got Chris Long to bring in that other necessary piece. Like like you said, there has to be a mix and a blend, but. I think because the Rams have done it with such high, high profile guys. That's what I was going to say. I think we're because are like, how like, oh much my God, they're terrible. But no, every team you're going, you're not going to find every single piece you need in the draft. You're going to have to get a big free agent somewhere.
0: Yeah, I think it's because of all the draft capital that they've spent. They don't have but a yet, first-round pick so
1: England? How do they keep doing it? I
0: don't. Well, I don't know. Well, they did go get Revis one year. They did go get Stephon Gilmore one they've year. They've done it. Yeah, so, they've done it before. But it's it's funny because a couple of times when they've done it, it's bit them in the ass. Like Revis yeah. was the best player on that defense for that one year. But then the yeah. next year, he wasn't good at all, and they had to trade. They him. got rid of him that one year. No, he had yeah. a one-year deal. Oh, was it? Okay, they didn't yeah, because yeah, I. He was on another yeah, that was it, because they didn't even re-sign yeah, him. Then he ended up on another team and he wasn't very good and they were yeah. like, Oh, did And they traded and for Stefan Gilmore after that. Yeah, so I I just i I I'm very I'm not very glad the Bengals lost. I I would love an underdog story and that would have been cool. <laughs> I, but look, I, loved I am glad for, the for not rewarding that kind of mismanagement. They have six scouts, Joe. That entire eight. organization eight. It's, eight. it's eight now. Okay, because yeah. I was hearing everyone talking about it. I think the Rams have They're like, like twenty three. Yeah, the Jags have like nineteen or twenty two, something like that. The Jags, yeah, yeah. So I I just don't think you can reward teams for like, oh, you hit on two guys. Yeah,
1: and it's a team that's they're more concerned. It's funny because they're more concerned with their bottom line than performance. They just happen to hit, yeah, on a bunch of guys, and they happen to get Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson was probably one of their was biggest the biggest offseason signing.
0: And, but one of the, for the amount of production that he had, the, one of the bargain steals yeah. of free agency, because everyone was probably in his ear and his agency are being like, listen, you know, Cam Jordan's the reason he got all those stats. So take the guaranteed money wherever you can get it. Yeah. I'm assuming that's and what I happened.
1: Bet, I, I, nah, I bet, but I remember when he signed there, you were like, why would he go there? You were yeah. you were flabbergasted. You were like, no, he needs to go somewhere else.
0: Yeah. And remember, I sent you that article where it was going over the most overrated pickups in free yeah, agency for yeah, every yeah. team, like individual players that are like the most egregious. And Trey Hendrickson was at the top of the list. And it turns out that everyone was wrong. Wrong. And <laughs> he ended up being like the cornerstone of that defense. But at the same time, it's like that was their big offseason acquisition. It's like a $30 million guaranteed contract. TJ Watt just signed a hundred million dollar contract. Same position, same, a little less productivity at a Hendrickson, but not by much. And it's like yeah. a $70 million gap in contracts.
1: Yeah. But I mean, look, I will give them, they hit on three receivers that. Yep. To me, two of those guys were no brainers. I've been, look, I've been screaming about T Higgins since he, they drafted him. Cause yeah, I thought yeah. the Eagles should have drafted him over Jalen Rieger. Um, But they made that pick and they went back and they got chased when everybody in the world said, go pay nasal. Um, They went and got chased and they got all the way to the Super Bowl on the back of the production of those three receivers. And if they can keep those guys locked up, they they have a bright future. That's the other thing.
0: With how cheap they are, I'm interested to see what happens in the next couple of years when all those contracts are up. I mean, yeah. it's still a long ways off, bro. Yeah. Even after this season, sells three years on his rookie deal, including the fifth year option. Jamar's the first round pick, so he has a fifth year option. So mm-hmm. he still has another four years. So we'll. See, I mean, we'll see what happens. But I'm interested to see in the long term how this plays out. All right. Anything else on the Super Bowl, Joe? Um, Cooper oh, Cup got MVP. Is that the right call?
1: Cooper Cup got MVP. I called that. I believe I had that one. Um, did do I think it's the right call? I thought it was either him or Aaron Donalds. Um,
0: yeah. Those were my I thought, two. I wanted it to be Aaron Donald, but I was like, you can't give him the MVP for three plays in the fourth quarter. Like,
1: I mean, Mal- Malcolm Smith has the MVP.
0: That's true. That's a that's a good call. <laughs> Ray uh, Lewis has an MVP for that Super Bowl two thousand. Yeah. Do you know how many tackles he had in that Super Bowl? I know three. Wow. So I you did look not up, I think it's on Wikipedia. If you look up like the MVP, like you can look up Super Bowl MVPs, yeah. and under his stats or whatever. Like, it has his stat line, but then underneath it just said, led an unbelievable Ravens defense. (laughs) Like, no, like, turnover for a touchdown. None of that. Like, yeah, it's just three tackles, two Um, uh, assists, led a team. Two things I
1: do want to get into, though. I just want to hear your answer real fast. One,
0: did did you watch any of the pregame stuff? Not a lot. Like, 30 minutes before.
1: Okay, thirty minutes. I only watched like probably an hour before. That was kind of in and out. But Rodney Harrison's uh, had a conversation with Aaron Donald, and after the 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 piece aired, he said, "Look, I'm saying this. Aaron
0: Donald could retire after this year." Oh yeah, that was a lot of talk in the post game. So everyone asked you, him in the post game if he was going to retire. I think
1: that's because Rodney set it up. In the yeah, pre-game. yeah, yeah. That was that's yeah. Um, and I think that's why there were so many dang cutaways to him. I was like, man, they're he overdoing these can't. cutaways. He can't. Oh, I don't know. I, I I immediately after Rodney said that, I immediately went to my group, chat and I said, Do you think he'll do the Patrick
0: Willis? Patrick Willis bounced early. Yeah. I mean, he just got his seventh all pro, not pro bowl, his seventh all first team all pro. Yeah, and did he get three
1: defensive players of the years in a row, I believe?
0: Yeah, something like that. I
1: think he has three at least. Excuse or two me, or three at he's,
0: least. he's been in the league seven years. He has six all first team, all pros, three defensive players of the year, and then mm-hmm. one defensive rookie of the year. Okay. And now he has a Super Bowl ring. And now he has a Super Bowl ring. I think
1: but, I wouldn't be shocked, I'm, man.
0: Guys want to preserve I mean, I, their bodies I, yeah. now. I wouldn't be shocked, but I would be he has like four I, kids. I, yeah, I wouldn't be disappointed. I would be sad, though, because he's yeah. he's so much fun to watch. He's such I mean, a
1: great athlete.
0: To be honest with you, though, it'd be the best thing that could happen for the Rams if he did retire, only because Get rid the of cap like space, cap, yeah. that would free up. That could save them from the All hellish right. cuts they have to make next season. And now
1: the second thing is I was reading an article before the Super Bowl yesterday, I believe, and it said Sean McVay has talked about walking away from coaching a la no, absolutely john gruden he can go into broadcasting and focus on his
0: family no he's 36
1: years old
0: that's 100 percent not accurate that I guy's been know. in coaching since he was in diapers exactly he's a coach.
1: that's why he might want to get away from it for a while and not have to travel
0: do you think it could be a case of
1: travel once a week and not no, have to I, go I,
0: over game plan and film I get what you're saying. Yeah, I know. The, I, I, I get all day. the pros to it, but do you think it's a Seinfeld situation? Like we're going to go out on top. I'm going to go out on top, so no one can ever doubt that I was the Wonderkin Genius Coach. I was. Mm. You know, I got to a Super Bowl at 33. I lost to the greatest coach of all time. Then I went back three years later, won the Super Bowl, and then I retired. He, yeah. That's a full. That's and I a won full the career Super career against and- a guy I tutored. Yeah, that's a full career in like what, seven years, eight years? Yeah. It's a full <laughs> career arc.
1: Yeah. And I mean, again, I'll allow John Gruden to bring up his name again. He can always come back.
0: He can always yeah. come back. well and that's and that's exactly what happened with Gruden was he got out short. I mean, he won the Super Bowl and then had a couple rough years and then got yeah. out. And then he was like the ESPN genius, like yeah. coach, because he was young when he won that Super Bowl. And everyone thought like he he's an offensive guru and he's so great with offenses and quarterback. And all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though he won that team of Tony
1: Dungy's defensive player. I,
0: I would hate to see mm-hmm. that though, because that's kind of like, yeah, that was Tony Dungy's team. That was that'd be kind of <laughs> like a a I don't know. I don't want to say a bitch move, but kind of a bitch move to be like, <laughs> all right, I I I want to go out now. Like it's one thing like if Fredan, he just straight saw, up.
1: You're such the selfish fan. You just want more wonder kid genius on your TV every if Sunday. Just, if he just straight Think up retired because he wanted being. to spend you're doing time the, with you're his family.
0: you doing what the media did to Odell. Think about the human being and what he wants, Fred. no, but what I'm saying is if he just wanted to retire, he's made a ton of money. If he wants to retire and spend time with his family, go do that. But I hate these guys that get out and then like try to back channel into like a sports network and be like, I was the genius coach. It's like, then why aren't you still fucking coaching, dude? dude because i don't i don't like the day to day then just then just retire don't go to some other platform that'd be like me going like Brennan, kind of he making he still it needs an income no, he, no that's what i'm saying no he doesn't Brennan, he's made Brennan, almost yes like no 50 Brennan, million Brennan,
1: dollars but 50 million dollars just doesn't continue to sit it eventually depletes it does if you have the right investors it just keeps going but he lives in la Brennan. it's going to keep you can going invest. Down. it's gonna invest in going to keep going you have to pay the
0: mortgage you have to no you, you can do a, trust me, dude. I live in New York, the financial capital of the world. There's plenty of people who sit on their ass and make thousands of dollars every day doing it. You just put the money in the right spot. Again, we don't know if he wants to sit,
1: I don't think he wants to sit on that. He just doesn't want to go to the building every fucking day. I get and it. Say until three in the morning. The reason Lewis why, once said, You don't pay me for Monday. You Monday don't pay through, me for you, Sunday. You pay me for Monday you through pay Saturday. Me through I, Monday I, through Sunday's Saturday. on me. Yeah, yes. I know.
0: But what I'm saying is, this is why it kind of bothers me because it'd be like me coming up here to New York as a comic, kind of making it, not really making it, but kind of making it. No, then no, going, no, 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 no. Listen, he listen. made it. Then, then going back. Okay, say I make it. Say I get a late night spot, and I'm like, I made it. That's then going not, back, no. Say you. Then say you get. Say you get a Netflix a special. Show. And then going back to Jacksonville and just running Jacksonville comedy because I'm like. I don't want to put the work in anymore it's not in New the same York. Thing. It's
1: not the same thing.
0: That's the same thing. It's not the same. You made it to the top of the mountain and you're so tired of putting in the work. It's not the same thing. But it's you not still the same thing. Yes, it is because he's, you're insinuating that he still wants to get paid for his knowledge and what he brings to the table, but he doesn't want to put in the work that's required to coach. No, it's the same thing.
1: It's not the same thing. What it would be is it, it would be the Jimmy Fallon situation. He rose, he was a meteoric actor on SNL, made it, got movies, whatever, and then kind of flamed out, and then got late night TV.
0: Yeah, he quit. He didn't quit. He quit. No, Jimmy, look, he wasn't that good an actor. You know what's, (laughs) but what I'm saying is, you know what separates the people that you, Vince Lombardi from John Gruden?
1: But that's the, the thing is, not everybody has that, you have that drive. Yes, I do.
0: Thank you for noticing. No, no.
1: <laughs> you have that drive, but once you reach it, okay, this is, this is, this is the example. I can We're already give you. at an now. <laughs> yeah. oh, damn it. We could skim everything up. <laughs> yeah.
0: You just want to do the Super this, Bowl special?
1: <laughs> Come back no, tomorrow? We have, <laughs> to,
0: we have to talk NBA <laughs> trades. We have to.
1: Um, so this is, this is where I give you once you get to the mountaintop and you taste success sometimes that's it there's nothing else there tyson fury after he got the the first time he won the heavyweight belt he said i got it and then i got it like there's no more to life like what am i supposed to do he ended up going like on a coke binge and yeah, like getting remember. way out of shape like well, because was the what Rubies else thing? is there to fulfill now he got that, that I have, title, and then he now gained that, all I've that captured weight and, the yeah. thing that I wanted. Like, what else is there to pursue in this profession? And he eventually found it through going back to the fighting. But if you conquer one thing, you can try to conquer something else.
0: But what I'm saying is, you use the word conquer, which is, I think, is a great word. You, what he conquered in the NFL, you don't conquer anything. Analyzing on ESPN, you know, like not to dis ESPN, like any, analyzing on any network, really, you're not once conquering have that, something. Once you you're not winning, your
1: second stake isn't as good as your first stake.
0: Win another Super Bowl. Be one of the greatest coaches of all time. I don't understand how you don't see it. we this. don't
1: know if that's his drive. I'm, but I'm saying is we don't know if that's his motivation. Oh, right now speaking he's, to him personally. I'm excelled, just saying on the grand scale. That's what yeah. I'm saying. He's accomplished more than his dad did. Yeah. What else am I chasing after that? Like, am I really going to try to go chase Bill Belichick? That's no, that's insane. Yes. Yeah. That's insane. I'm gonna just be no, running is, up against a brick wall and hitting my head. Also, he knows the cap situation is pretty bad and he wants to get out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Make this huge
0: mess and then wash his hands of it. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just, just like I'm looking, I'm out, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm yo god, what a what a scapegoat move that was. Uh, I'm my quarterback's gone. Jameis is still not probably gonna be right I'll be and cap in hell. Years. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> but I, I'm just looking at it from the perspective of like as someone who like when i was going to play college football i was like i have to play d1 or not at all and then when i like i went I, with comedy it's like i'm moving to new york because it's the hardest it's like playing on all mad mode like i have to get here to do like you have to just keep striving for the next level and i've never made it to the top of the mountain so i guess i can't speak to that but in my head it's like no you never quit you just keep going you never well, Brandon, quit. just
1: listen to what you said you're always striving to get to the top of the mountain He got to the top of the mountain. Yeah. What else can I do now? I could just re get to this mountain.
0: I know. Just, (laughs) yeah, because you don't want to end up like Dice Clay or something where you sold out Madison Square Garden and then 20 years later you're doing fucking the. You don't want to stay long enough to become the
1: villain. You don't want to stay long enough for them to start to
0: hate you. That's like, true. You're you, right. you
1: stay too long. Then they said, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't you turn know me around coach. on
0: this. I'm just saying if he retires, I'd rather him spend the time with his family than go do like some ESPN thing and then have that the John thing Gruden is thing he all can over do again. Both, the, both things are accomplishable.
1: He can spend no, time with his family and still earn a living.
0: But remember the big knock against Gruden was like, he'll never badmouth a coach. He'll never badmouth a GM because he wants to get back in the league. That was always yeah. the knock. He was never honest because he wanted what, to get back what, in the league. What
1: person is ever honest in those roles? Yeah, those roles true. aren't
0: to be honest. Joe Rogan, I guess? I don't know.
1: I mean, all right. Anyways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even listen to Joe Rogan like that, but I wanted to throw that out there. Um, all right. Moving on. It was on. a good
1: joke. I love a good joke.
0: We uh, got to talk NBA. We just had the trade deadline. been in there? Not too bad, not too bad. We can we 54. can storm yeah. through this. We
1: can just skip yeah. quick hits and do NBA.
0: Yeah, we'll just do NBA and then go straight to the press um, conference. You want to skip so NHL since your team thing, hasn't played.
1: So funny thing because the NBA season the NBA because the NFL season has been pushed back a week. It coincided with NBA trade deadline. Yeah, I it actually worked out perfect. Very funny. It was a I ton I don't know of if it worked out f- uh, great for the NFL. I don't think they liked that much. Oh no, I'm sure they were pissed. They, the media, the news day. I mean, how many times can you talk about? Because you have two weeks to talk about the NFL. Yeah. Super Bowl. So after the first week, yeah, everything I listened of, to was
0: all NBA trade deadline. The last week, exactly, because they so talked about once the Super that Bowl that came week up.
1: You have things that are actually happening, so that kind of flooded the, the market. Else, at that, yeah. point also, um, I want to bring this up this, have a
0: big trade. As someone who's worked in the service industry almost my entire adult life, I think it's idiotic that the NFL would add one extra week. To push the Super Bowl to Valentine's Day weekend.
1: Oh, thank you, Brennan. Thank you. Also, like Super Bowl Saturday, please. Or make Monday holiday so we don't have to go to work.
0: Yeah, and don't maybe do it on the weekend that you're supposed to be spending time with your significant other. Because one, it's going to destroy a lot of relationships, or two, you're going to get less eyeballs. Either way, it's bad for the NFL. It's the same issue.
1: It's the same. Now, the ratings are not going to falter because I think the ratings are going to be down this year. I don't think so because it's on a Monday. So, I mean, Valentine's Day is on a Monday. but um, Yeah, it's
0: just, it was just weird because at work our covers went from 300 people on Friday, like 300 people on Saturday, 30 today, and then 400 <laughs> people tomorrow. And it's like, Jeez. oh, wow. Um, right, so, I guess, yeah, maybe the ratings aren't going to be bad.
1: Yeah, I don't think the ratings are going to be bad. Um, But what I was going to say. Oh, this is similar to. um, And again, it's not going to affect them because you're going to get monster ratings and whatnot. Because the Super Bowl is such an event. But the same way, like think of think of your common man NFL. The same way, college football should never have the fucking semifinals games on New Year's
0: Eve. Oh yeah, don't
1: make the Super Bowl the weekend of Valentine's, Day.
0: please. Yeah, because you people are God. traveling to see their significant others, and then they're on planes and they forget their headphone cord, and then they can't. Listen I can't to hear
1: Collinsworth. I love Collinsworth. I'm suppose going to get to hear Alan Collins. Alan's going to be leaving. Soon. They
0: were talking. They were talking about retiring, too. I, um,
1: Michelle Tefoy is leaving, apparently. Apparently, she's like not great a person. I didn't she know got this.
0: instigated. So Bill Simmons made a joke on his podcast with Cousin Sal like three or four weeks ago because mm-hmm. she was off like two weeks in a row. And they're like, what's going on with her? Like, you only have 17 weeks of this and you have to take weeks off. And like they made a joke about it but it picked up so much steam that oh, really? she had to come. Someone had to come out and make a statement that she was oh, wow. retiring at the end of this year. And like, like, yeah, apparently she's a big, like Trumpian Fox. Yeah, news and person, then I, I didn't think. know
1: that until like, yeah, it was brought to my attention one week. It only got brought like, to your oh, attention because
0: Bill Simmons and cousin Sal made oh, fun of it. And then a bunch of even, news oh, sources okay. picked it up. Like, yeah. Why is Michelle Tafoya not there? Um, mm. All right, let's talk NBA. So the trade happened. Harden. Like. <laughs> yeah. Right. Harden <laughs> and Simmons. Huge blockbuster trade. We didn't know if it was going to get done. Daryl Morey refused to move Ben Simmons for less than what he wanted. Um, Let's go over this. So the 76ers get um, Harden. They have to get get
1: Harden. Is is it just Harden?
0: No. Was it Millsap too in there?
1: Yeah. Paul Millsap. Yes.
0: Yeah. So they get Harden and Millsap. They give up uh, two first round picks. Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, Ben
1: Simmons, and Andre Drummond.
0: And Andre Drummond. So the who's the winner and loser in this trade, Joe? Who do you um, think won this trade?
1: Ah, man. This is such a tough one to decipher. Really? Because I think the Nets won the trade, even Long though term? I think the Sixers are going to be better
0: immediately. Short term. Yeah. Yeah. This so they is, both um, kind
1: of got what they wanted.
0: Well, that's the thing is I don't think there are... There is a loser in this but trade because the they both biggest got loser what they is
1: the Sixers, even though it's on a this year situation, because as I told to my coworker that them getting them putting Seth in the deal when we that know Harden him. falters late in the postseason, where whether it's fatigue or Jesse's Injury getting shooting. too much pressure, um, he's too much of a focus. And Embiid is the man down low more so than he, we know he can step out, but his game is not predicated on stepping out. They need now Tobias Harris should fucking carry his own weight. He's been getting by on a lot of this Ben Simmons and B drama and the team drama, but they would need someone to, that's a shooter of Seth Curry's ability to help them down in uh, late in the season, late in the postseason.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think, Short-term, this is great for the Sixers. I think Harden is magically going to whip his ass back into like perfect shape within the next couple of weeks because he wants to be there. He's going to want to play with Joel. Also, um, long-term, this is much better for the Nets. I did some digging, and by digging, I mean, I listened to a podcast. So we were kind of joking about how much Harden was going to be worth. If they give him the super-duper super max that he's allotted after this season, so he's got this this year and then a player option for the next year, so if he, he decides opted to take, in, by the way, yeah, he did. So if he decides to take the super duper max extension, by the time he's thirty seven, he will be making sixty million dollars, and that's and so this is what I was referring to with the Rams. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it won't it matter because every contract's matter. tradable. The cap's going to go up. It won't matter. But it doesn't matter about no 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 no. You're just because saying it doesn't doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Money's it's not irrelevant. real it's not real especially
1: in the sport leagues. Well in the it's NBA with
0: the soft cap it doesn't matter.
1: But it doesn't matter because if they get the short term success they are looking for, if they win the championship this year cuz I think that's the only reason only way he'll actually resign with this team. If they get the championship, pay him until he's fucking in a rocker. 44. You don't care. You got what you came
0: for. So I want to. This is gonna. I'm gonna put this down for quick. It's not my money. So I don't give a shit. I want to have a conversation, a deeper conversation about this because I think you should build the foundation for a sustainable future. You're saying you could blow if if you win the champion this year, you could blow it all up.
1: Brennan, you think I give? Well, a we got to save it because
0: we're we're already about way too far. How in.
1: the Eagles are right now? I got my 2018.
0: How long does that last you though? What's that I word? I have 2018. Think about it. Think about it. And we're going to get back to this next week. Cause I really want to have this conversation. The only people that can
1: talk shit to me are people that won post 2018.
0: Hang on. I am going to write this down. Um, no
1: one in the NFC East can say any words to me right now.
0: No, I I'm we're gonna get into I want to have a deeper conversation <laughs> about this, but we can't do it this week because we're I already running. Them, late. Obviously, I'd want my team Three, to get competitive be, be, be. immediately. I understand. I get we're gonna have a con- full on conversation. Three teams the out in the way for success now. Didn't make any deal. big moves. I uh, wanna get your take. Lakers didn't make a deal. Memphis didn't make a deal, and Utah didn't really make any noise in the trade deadline. All teams vying Utah for the did. playoffs. They didn't make it it wasn't a wasn't it just like a couple role players? Utah, they got, somehow, they got rid of Joe Ingles. Yeah.
1: Who had just gotten hurt.
0: Who just got hurt and everyone was <laughs> like, oh, now that he to, got hurt. They
1: sent him to Portland for ancillary pieces, but pieces that could help them down the line. I think there was one good player in there. I think it, they were a part of like a 3-4 a, a team deal.
0: Utah Jazz, uh, they got... Uh, Nikolai Alexander Walker and the Spurs, Hancho uh, Alexander
1: Walker. That's the one. Yeah, Alexander Hernan, Walker, Hernan is a Gomez. Good
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, and they they get the Blazers got yeah. Joe Engel, Elijah Hughes. Um. Okay. So the Lakers and Memphis, two teams yeah. going in opposite directions. Both <laughs> didn't make a move. Um. Lakers, I think, were just hamstrung by Westbrook's yeah. contract. They weren't able to make a move. So I think that's bad. For the Lakers, terrible for the. It's terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> Memphis didn't make any big moves, which I think was smart to keep this team together with the way that they're going. What do you? Yeah, think?
1: Yeah, I. The thing is, the way that team was constructed, I don't know who they could get rid of.
0: That's what I was. Gonna, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Back.
1: Unless they're you, getting somebody back that like is a bona fide stud. Like, don't make that move unless you're going to get somebody unless I can't even say Brandon Ingram. If they get Brandon Ingram, I don't think so. I wouldn't do it for CJ. I wouldn't, if they get Ben Simmons, maybe they go ahead and do that, but how much you're going to have to give up to do that. So I like them staying pat.
0: Yeah, me too. Cause there was some other, there was some smaller moves. Phoenix Suns got rid of Jalen Smith who they didn't resign it, which was weird. Cause it would have been basically free for Torrey Craig. Um, Golden State, State Pat. I'm just looking at some of these trades right now. I I was really excited about the Memphis thing because like you were saying, I don't think there's anyone you can take away from that team and not fuck up the chemistry that they have so far. So I'm glad that they didn't make any moves. Um, The Kristaps Porzingis thing I thought was interesting because he's he's never available. He's always hurt. Mm -hmm. But he has started to play defense, at least a little bit of defense the past couple of weeks in Dallas, and then they booted him out. Um, I don't like that for Dallas, by the way. I don't like it either. Um, especially because, because when he got there from the Knicks, we were all like, oh, here we go. Here, Luca. Well, no, no, and no, no. I'm talking about
1: I don't like Dallas moving him.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing oh, with okay. you. Yeah. I'm
1: like, well, not because of who he is. It's because of who they brought in. Oh, Spencer okay. Dinwiddie had some marginal success. <laughs> you think Luka didn't like
0: playing with Kristaps?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, Luke, like Spencer Dinwiddie had some, you know, relatively good success on some bad Nets teams. Um got hurt last year towards ACL. Good and then stats, bad
0: team guy. Went
1: to went to the Wizards this year and hasn't been that good. And now he's gonna go hold the ball away from Luca.
0: Yeah, he's a ball stopper. When
1: they also have Jalen Brunson anyways, like Talk about redundant skill set, and you just get rid of a big body. I don't see why not bring either bringing another big body or just don't go and get Spencer Dinwiddie because I don't yeah. think he's the right fit for Luca. Now, if the if the if the thought process is, hey, we can have another semi scorer to give Luca some rest so he doesn't have to go out there and try to score 40, 50 a game. Okay, but you don't trade. But- you don't
0: trade your. Big man for that. Yeah, I don't know. Who's actually been playing well Relatively on the defensive well side season, of the ball. Because yeah. that's yeah. not what he was known for. He's known for being an offensive player. And he he hasn't been that, obviously, with especially being on team with Luka. But he has stepped it up in the last couple of weeks. I mean, he looked miserable at the beginning of the season. We talked about it. Yeah. Last thing I wanted to bring up about the trade deadline. Beal stays in Washington, but has season ending surgery on his hand. Yeah. Do you think he is long for the wizards? Um, he has, he not- said, I just real quick. I want to be on record. He's been on record as saying he likes playing in Washington. He God, likes was that city. Say. He likes being there. He doesn't want to be traded, but now all of a sudden he's just shutting it down. So I don't know what's happening.
1: He likes, he likes it there. Um, I think after this year, he now has 10 years in the league. And he like fits the criteria for a supermax. so he may go and get a super max. Because remember, a couple years back, he only opted in for he signed a three year deal instead of like a one year deal. So yeah. that got him to his ten year mark.
0: Um, there's one other thing we forgot to mention. Do you think though. this is like a long con just to get to the ten years with the same team so you can get the super duper max sign and trade? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just be like no I
1: like it here thing I like that it didn't here. happen and didn't happen uh, CJ got traded out oh, of yeah. Portland and Damian Lillard to our surprise stays yeah, with a team time. that has been like dismantled around him right now
0: where did the, CJ went to the Pelicans New Orleans yes he um he can make a difference. I don't know where Zion is. Zion is with Sasquatch no somewhere one, in the Northwest. No, no one's yeah, seen him. Yeah, he's somewhere uh, kicking
1: it with Bigfoot.
0: But uh, the Dame thing, that injury apparently is substantial. We mm-hmm. talked about this last week when we thought he might get traded. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on in Portland. Looks like they're blowing it up. They're shutting Dame down. He's not going to be back for a while. And then uh, they traded CJ. So I, I don't know what their long-term plan is.
1: I have no idea. And they I assume Dave would want to get companies. out of there. I don't know, man. Sometimes it's um. I don't know if you saw this uh this feature, but sometimes you know some people are loyal to a fault. You know. Yeah. They want Trust to. Me, I, was uh, with, uh, I was with the company for ten they years want even to though I was getting paid. They want to. Um, they want to please the people that you know gave them the opportunity, gave them the shot when. They should probably, it would probably be in their best interest to leave.
0: Yeah. Well, it was, that was the whole Matthew Stafford thing.
1: Yeah. That's why I was, I was, oh, referencing that's the future that future. About? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Bad, his
1: wife, I'm pretty sure, said his wife took was, 100% credit
0: <laughs> yeah. for him leaving.
1: Well, he gave her yeah. credit too. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, he would have just, just kept staying there. He would have just had teams <laughs> in his
0: face kicked. Crad
1: teams that were going nowhere. Until I was like,
0: hey, babe, let's go to LA. <laughs> Um. So, yeah. yeah so that's the nba trade we're gonna skip nhl and quick hits the quick hits will well it's like food those will keep till next week because they're all pretty much based on stuff that's happening this all yeah. this week yeah so. pretty much um and kyler murray's not going anywhere and then i'm gonna add in the uh the topic i want to talk about which is also okay. the uh and
1: then uh yeah also no update for the hold on real fast the Lightning have had one game. The Panthers haven't played a game, but uh shout out to Greg and the Avs. They have a 19 point game, 19 game point. I don't know how to say the words. Uh, win streak right now where they get a point from every game. They haven't lost basically in a few games. Um, so yeah, they're. I'm pretty sure they're like top of the table. 19 right now. point I at There them. we go. 19 point things. Thank you. Uh, I think they're top of the table. I haven't looked at the top because again, Panthers haven't played in over a week. So, All
0: right. We are going to skip the walk-offs and go straight to the press conference because well, we are yeah, going long this week. How does the playoffs always do this to us?
2: And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. We'll Brian, where
1: can
2: we find
0: you? We can get through eight games in the NFL with everything <laughs> else and keep it like, and then we're like, oh, are we going to hit an hour? And then the playoffs were always over. You can find me on all social media at Brennan T comedy, Brennan T comedy. Dot com. games, By the way. Um, also. Oh yeah. Also uh, check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Just type in ex drinking buddy on Google or wherever and it'll come up. Have some big guests coming up. Finally, I think booked a very good guest. Um, hopefully that'll come through. I made the mistake last week of not booking the studio time. And then they texted me last minute and we like, Hey, where's the studio? And I was like, you never responded, but hopefully we are on the books for this week. So that'll be really cool. You might know him from MTV comedy central, big, big name coming up, Joe.
1: Yeah, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. You can check out my website, JoeDorval.com. Just click on the tabs once you get there for the music and the merch and all that good jazz. Don't forget to head over to Anuelo.co to check out this podcast and the other podcasts on the network. You can interact with us on Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press if you don't want to just hit up our personal tags. So do that and we will respond in kind. Brennan, I also have a shout out. So get yours in and get us to bed.
0: That's why we play the game. Hello? Hello? Joe, take the shout out this week. Huge shout out, Jabri Horges.
1: He was an actor in my first short. And he was on a Super Bowl halftime ad, Bud Light Seltzer with Guy Fieri. Huge shout
2: out, dog. Huge shout out. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassip. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science slash comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Krevit. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Gregg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.